This is the Pissed Off Voter Guide for the November 3rd, 2020 election, brought to you by the San Francisco League of Pissed Off Voters. I'm Lee Hepner, and this is our endorsement for Hell Yes on Prop 21, Let Cities Expand Rent Control. Prop 21 would allow California cities and counties to extend rent control to any rental housing that's at least 15 years old and owned by a landlord who owns three or more units. Let's be clear. Rent control stabilizes housing for tenants. It keeps them in their homes and is one of the sharpest tools in the shed to prevent arbitrary evictions and widespread displacement. And currently in San Francisco, it only applies to properties built before 1979. That arbitrary date makes no sense. Prop 21 gives cities the opportunity to level the playing field and to eliminate disparities between those who are protected by rent control and those who are not. Prop 21 would also allow cities to implement what's called vacancy control, so that when a tenant vacates a unit, the landlord is limited to increasing the subsequent rent no more than 15%. Currently, landlords can jack up the rent as high as they want when a tenant moves out. That creates huge pressure for landlords to force out long-term tenants. Prop 21 tackles the same awful legislation that 2018's Prop 10 sought to repeal, the Costa-Hawkins Act, but Prop 21 is a more measured amendment instead of a full repeal. Prop 21 would also allow San Francisco to expand rent control to apply to single-family homes if the landlord owns three or more units of housing. There are 120,000 single-family homes in San Francisco, a third of which are occupied by renters, the vast majority of whom are not protected by rent control. Prop 21 gives San Francisco the opportunity to fix that. So why do we want to stabilize rents? Most California renters spend over 30% of their income on housing. For some, it's worse than that. A third are forking over 50% of their pay to their landlords. And so many tenants are living under the fear that their rents may be increased for no reason next month, and that they'll be out on the streets or struggling to find a new home. Prop 21 is a major first step to rein in outrageous rent hikes and to keep people in their homes. Vote hell yes on Prop 21. Still listening? Are you concerned with what economists say about rent control? As for all the scaremongering from rent control's haters, we think their arguments range from overblown to flat-out bullshit. Let's talk about the economists, shall we? First, economists say if we remove restrictions on rents and housing construction, the efficiencies of the free market will eventually make housing more affordable. They acknowledge our housing crisis, but say expanding rent control will discourage developers from building more housing because it might not be as profitable. So they're saying the way to lower housing costs is to make sure developers and landlords can raise rents as much as possible? Maybe that would work out over a 30 to 50 year time frame. If you let developers and landlords maximize their profits, they'd eventually build enough housing that rents would come down. But we doubt it. As soon as their financiers see that rents are stabilizing or dropping, they'll stop funding new construction and invest in something else. Meanwhile, another generation or two of working class folks will be displaced by skyrocketing rent increases. Now, economists studied what happened when Cambridge, Massachusetts repealed rent control in 1995. To the surprise of no one, well, maybe some of us, it wasn't good. While new construction increased some, 
rents skyrocketed in both previously regulated and unregulated units. Evictions increased by 33%, and 40% of residents in previously rent-controlled units moved out. The reality is that out-of-control rents in urban California are making landlords rich, and they're prompting developers to build as much housing as they can. Now, Prop 21 isn't proposing that rent control should apply to newly constructed buildings, and the debate tends to be how long to wait for it to kick in—20 years, 30 years? And there are much bigger factors that determine if housing developments pencil out. The skyrocketing costs of materials and labor, zoning restrictions on where and how much housing can be built. Really, the effects of rent control are decimal dust compared to all of that. And they also ignore a really big part of the conversation, which is how we fund housing in the first place, and why are we relying so heavily on the private market to provide stable housing. But that's a big conversation that you can engage in elsewhere on your local San Francisco ballot. Take a look at Prop K. Second, economists say that rent control encourages landlords to convert rental units to condos or to tenancies in common. A recent Sanford study of rent control in San Francisco said this was the most damaging part of rent control because it led to a 15% decrease in the supply of rental housing. But let's think about that. Rent control is a policy to stop speculators from making housing too expensive. Condo conversion is a way for speculators to profit by getting around rent control. If our policy goal is to keep housing affordable, the solution is not to throw out rent control because there are loopholes. The solution is to plug those loopholes. And that's exactly what tenant advocates in San Francisco have been pushing for over the past two decades. Limiting the ability to convert units to condos or to demolish existing housing, to merge units together into monster homes, or convert them into other uses. Did you know that for every two units of housing built in San Francisco, we lose one to demolition, merger, or conversion? Similarly, opponents argue that rent control motivates landlords to keep units off the market. But when studio apartments in SF start at around $2,000 a month, we don't understand why anyone would keep a unit off the market. They're freaking gold mines. But if that's still a widespread problem, again, the solution isn't to get rid of rent control. Let's try educating landlords, and if that doesn't work, let's tax or regulate vacant units. Lastly, economists often say that rent control should be means-tested. Means-testing means rent control should apply only to low-income tenants. But if we did that, it would create huge incentives for landlords to evict or to not rent at all to low-income tenants so that they could charge higher rents. As a Berkeley Haas Institute study puts it, there is no more reason to limit the benefits of rent control to the lowest income tenants than there is to limit the benefits of public utility regulation to only the lowest income users of electricity and water. The lack of means testing also increases the overall economic benefit of rent control. By limiting rent increases on middle and upper class tenants, it puts more money in their pockets to spend on other stuff instead of lining the pockets of their landlords. Economics. We appreciate the value economics brings in analyzing public policy challenges, but just a reminder that economics is not a hard science. It's a social science that over and over again has been shown to be subject to bias. And we know that expanding rent control isn't a magic wand that will solve the housing crisis in California. Of course we need to build a lot more housing. But rent control is a crucial tool for providing stability in our housing, and it's a key piece of creating a society where housing is less of an investment and more of a human right. So please vote hell yes on Prop 21. Let cities expand rent control. The Pissed Off Voter Guide is your secret decoder ring to progressive politics in San Francisco. 
check out our full guide online at theleaguesf.org and please share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.